0: <laughs>
2: other, ah, oh.
1: Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. We're uh we're back together in the
0: same room. Yeah, not only are we back together in the same room, I almost didn't think you would be in the same club with me. Oh, that's true. This uh this 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 weekend. Andy has had what I have suffered many a times over the course of my however long decades I've been doing the, the road. He had a nightmare travel experience didn't think he was gonna make it dog i i didn't we in buffalo think, new york yeah, too yeah i didn't think i was gonna make it and i and i wouldn't have right but had, had you not drove i
1: drove from uh, newark to uh to buffalo uh six six and a half hours with a stranger mm, complete stranger
0: in the rain
1: that i had no idea i had no idea who he was uh got to know him on the drive up but uh yeah, man, uh, United Airlines. This is all about United Airlines, and I want to talk about this real quick just so I can make and sure. Before
0: you do, you know a white guy is mad when he threatens to sue, uh, and he's on the verge of suing these No, no, I'm going to sue him. You are? Yeah, but here's, here's why I'm suing him.
1: Uh, I don't know if you, and you do, you do know this. When you try to contact anybody at the airlines, mm. you can't get a hold of anybody. Mm. So I'm only suing him. I'm going to do a small claim so that they have to answer the claim.
0: I didn't know that. You told me uh, they. Whenever there's a lawsuit, they must respond.
1: They have to respond. Uh, see, so, he knows
0: all the white tricks.
1: So I, I want I, I want to talk to someone because I want to at least look at someone and go, you know, you you suck, right? I, because all the people that I had to deal with, it's not their fault. They right. can't make the planes do anything different, and I can't be mad at those people. There was a dickhead in the uh, at the gate. There always is a young dude who was just talking shit to the guy. And I, I, I don't know how many people had to say, dude, he, he can't do anything about it. And he was just being such a belligerent asshole. And I'm like, why are you wasting this guy's time? So I, then I, that's when I started thinking about it. How do I get to someone that I can waste their time and it costs them some money? Like just the fact that they have to pay that person to speak to me. Well, start from the beginning. Tell them what happened. You, 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 because it's very simple. I went to go get on a very nice plane fight first of all uh in Buffalo or anywhere in New York or in in the East Coast area, I usually take Amtrak,
0: right because it's quicker it's, it's r- usually
1: quicker than this eight well, it's not get,
0: quicker than the plane not
1: but, quicker, but you don't have to wait at the airport uh you just walk on, you just bring your bags on you just you know you get there 20 you get the thirty twenty minutes before the 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 train's supposed to get there. you just get on the train you get a nice seat it's it's comparable to what a first class seat is. Mm-hmm. so it's nice i like i like actually taking the amtrak and then if, if it was like an eight-hour trip like it was i would just get on like an early morning flight just relax maybe take a little nap and you know do a little work and then you get there and you're ready to go it's, it's not a big deal and, and and eight hours sounds like a long time on there but, but on
0: a train though it's you it's you know, comfortable yeah, it's and, real relaxed and,
1: and you can do work and they have wi-fi that actually works so <laughs> right, right. it's not bad but this time i was going through everything and I, I saw that there was a flight and I normally fly american mm-hmm. i saw a flight and it was uh it was it was a, a very good deal uh and it's an hour and 15 minute flight so i booked it mm-hmm. i said i'm just going to go back and forth that way I can get back home because'm i have a lot going on here in uh in jersey so i went to uh i went to go to my flight and as soon as i got to the airport i saw that i got I got a text message while I was riding over there. Uh, my flight had been delayed, like two hours. And I mm, was mad mm, about that mm. because I had some stuff that I was doing, but I was like, okay, well, two hours, I'm, I'll, make some, I'll get some work done here. And that changed to three hours, and then it went to f- like six hours, and then it went back down to five hours. And mm. then it was uh, – finally, we got to the point where we walked up and I talked to the gate agent, and he said, it's, it looks like it's coming. And basically, they had to get another plane for us. And uh they were going to uh, and but they needed a crew, so they had found had to find a crew for us. And then when they out that all came together, there was some rainstorm. So he said it only looks like fifty-fifty. And then they said, We're looking into a bus. We're <laughs> gonna take you guys up there in a bus. And at this point, it's late. Now it's like seven o'clock. It's like six thirty at this time. And I'm like, you know, bus would be great. Whatever it is, just get me there. I, I got a show. Uh, and I'm already going to miss the first day of the show. I called you when it got too late. I'm going to miss that show. And then I asked him. Uh, this I'm sorry. There's there's a lot of details, but I, I asked him. I go. We've been here for over six hours now. Can is there a way to get a like a food voucher so we can get some food? How dare you? He said we we brought snacks, and it looked like they raided uh, the break room. It was a bunch of shitty snacks and and warm waters, <laughs> little ones, little wa- little shots of water, right. No no ice, not nothing, just that that yeah, they, this is what you get for try, for flying shitty United Airlines. That's what you get is a snack. So I was like, that, that's really all you're gonna get us, even though you just kept us here for seven and a half hours. And he said like, Seven
0: and a half.
1: And then and then he, so we go sit back down after this little a little tete tete that I just had with him, and then he uh, then like two minutes later they go. Yep, it's canceled. You just see canceled, come across right. the board. Phones, everybody's phones, you can hear everybody's phones going, whoop, whoop, letting everybody right. know. The flight's been canceled. So I have no, uh, you know, like now I have no, I said, well, what about tomorrow? Um, and all the flights were booked solid. There was mm. no, I was going to have to go stand by, and I needed to get there because now I already missed one day. Right. So this dude turns around and goes, man, anybody want to rent a car and just get to Buffalo? And uh, I went, dude, I actually have a car. And because he goes, I'll pay for gas and everything like that. And I go, okay. So I talked to him for a few minutes to make sure he wasn't like a serial killer or anything.
0: I said that uh, because I had to get luggage and uh and your luggage is already they can't give you your luggage because it's already well this gets better they
1: told me they can give me my luggage back because now we're going to drive and the guy says "Yeah, no you can get your luggage back and you need to go talk to the customer service and there's a big long line of people customer service and i go well that's not going to work i go dude can i go talk to the customer service agent over there he goes yeah go talk go to a different area because yeah this one's gonna be packed for a while i said okay uh so i go down to uh I, I, I bypassed customer service and I just went down to where the luggage area is and I said I need to get in my suitcase she said okay no problem and she looks it all up and she goes okay it's going to be about two hours wow to get your luggage just to get my luggage well because it's <sighs> in the terminal and it's in this terminal and it has to come back over to this terminal And
0: so so far a seven and a half hour wait all leading up to we're going to get you there we're going to get you there we're going to get you there to cancelled canceled. now can you get your luggage but that's a two hour wait Yeah. so you said fuck that
1: so, well, I, she said, well, uh, we can deliver it to your house. I go, well, that's good that you'll deliver it to my house, but I'm not going to be there because I need, still need to go to Buffalo where my flight was supposed to take me, that you guys can't take me there. Right. She goes, well, we can have it put on the plane in the morning and it'll, we'll deliver it to you. I said, yeah, but is it actually going to get on the plane? She goes, sir, it's going to get to Buffalo. I said, "Well, I didn't get to Buffalo, but yeah." She goes, "No, it'll get to Buffalo." So I said, "Okay, uh, that's that was the better deal than waiting another two hours, right? Because we're we're ready. We need to go." Mm. And I really could have waited, actually, as when you look back at it. But you're you want to go? You already been there. So, uh, I take off. Uh, we do the whole trip. It's uh, six you and the th- stranger, me and the stranger know a lot about the dude now. Uh, who, cool dude going to see his girlfriend who's actually in Toronto. He's stopping in Buffalo, taking the car to Toronto, uh, to be supportive of his girlfriend because his girlfriend, uh, his dad is in the best, best help. health and he's going out there to, to be supportive to his girl, right? So, nice, nice dude, you know. But it is a six hour drive and you know, there's a lot of conversation, right? So, uh, we finally get there. I drop him off. Uh, his hotel. He was staying. Uh, he 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 booked a room kind of where I was at. Oh no! Oh.
0: The quarterback is toast, dude. That go sounded ahead. wet, man. No, it wasn't. It was a, it was a dry. It was a dry rub, dude. I don't know about that. Uh,
1: I'm glad we're in your room this time, man. Uh, so we finally. So we. I drop him off. I go to get my my room. Uh, the dude won't let me in mm-hmm. the dude at the, at the Hampton Inn. Hampton Inn uh, got a great, uh, person though, that I called on my way up to let them know I was going to be late cause I didn't want to lose my reservation. And, uh, she checked me in, uh, via the phone so that I wouldn't lose my right. reservation. And this dude's like, no one else is supposed to be here. And he's not letting me in. And I go, dude, I'm fucking, I- I'm, I'm checked in
0: already. So it's 3 o'clock in the morning, and you can't it's get
1: in. It's 3.30 in the morning. He's not letting me in. Finally, he sees something on his desk. He lets me in, and he goes, oh, she didn't tell me that she left this here." Right. Well, all right. So I, so I finally get to my room. I got to turn on the TV so I can relax and then, go to, and then get calmed down so I can go to sleep. And the TV's not working. The internet's not working. I call down. He goes, yeah, nothing's working. I said, thank you. Mm. And finally, just uh, went to sleep. So then I wake up the next day. And I call about my luggage because I waited and it was already noon. And I was expected to call by before noon and I call and all the flights were canceled. No. Yes. <laughs> I said, I need my luggage. It has all my shit in it. And, uh, she said, yeah i don 't know what to tell you every oh by the way, everybody just ends i 'm sorry sir they're, they're just oh, they're,
0: to, everybody's they're, sorry' they're, that's, they're all, they, they can 't give you no voucher they can 't give you a refund they can 't get shit right, but they 'll sorry you to death
1: just i 'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i 'm sorry i go you know i I appreciate uh that this isn 't your fault, and you just work for this company, but you 're not sorry either you don 't
0: give a fuck you right. know? Uh,
1: and, and I never said fuck the whole time because folks
0: can, when all of this is happening." It takes everything in you not to snap, because the moment you snap, you become the nut job. Yeah, and they don't have to take care of you
1: anymore at all. Right. They don't have
0: to talk to you. They're like right. they just put so it you got to take this shit. Yeah. So I so
1: I did I never did say fuck because I know right. once you say once you use any foul language, mm-hmm. they have the right to not talk to you. Anymore. Yes. So you got to stay calm. Um. So uh, long story short, she says, "Well, we might be able to get it out to you uh, Monday." And I said, I said, well, that, that'll be great. But then, can you send it back to me in New Jersey on Monday because I'll be back on Monday? And she said, uh, Oh, she. Said, so you won't be there? And I said, No. She goes, Well, there's a there's a, a slight chance I can get it to you Saturday or Sunday. I said, you, Do what, do whatever you can do. But
0: I, if I could get it, it would be great. And mind you, folks, uh, his merchandise, his T-shirts that he sells. Is in this bag. Oh, yeah. So this is also stopping him from making money. And you know how these Jews are.
1: And and I've already lost a show. So I already lost money on one show. On the show. Didn't sell any merch because it wasn't at the show. Exactly. So Friday, I don't have any merch, but I'm at the show. So I'm making show money, but I'm not making any extra money. So, So I'm losing. Saturday... I finally get, I, I call up in the morning. Haven't heard anything. Uh, they give me I, I went to the automated because I didn't want to talk to anybody. They give me a number so I could put it into my computer so I can find out where my bag is, and it tells me that number is not a valid number. Woo! So I call baggage, and I wait. Uh, oh, I, I called actually reservations and asked if someone would cancel my return flight because they hadn't canceled that. Even though when you when they canceled the first leg of your flight, you still
0: can catch a second.
1: I, yeah, but I, or they should have given me the option to cancel it. It never did. It never came up on my phone. Right. So I, uh, I had a call and cancel and I said, and I need, uh, I, I need my luggage. Oh, so, so he goes to the, the reservation guy. So this is really the priority because you're really calling about your luggage. I go, dude, he goes, that's, that's the number one problem here. And I said, no, no, sir. I said, I don't think you understand. The number <laughs> one problem is you, you guys didn't get me to Buffalo. That's the number one problem. The number two problem is, is I have to cancel a flight because I had to drive up to Buffalo, and now I have to drive back home because I can't leave my car here. And the third problem is I still don't have my luggage. I said, so those are my problems. Which one do you want to tackle first? Mm. So then he got me. uh, Finally, he said he called over to the baggage, and he said, they said it's going to be about 15 minutes, but if you wait on hold, if that's okay with you, uh, someone will be right with you. I said, yeah, that sounds a lot better than waiting the hour or whatever. Now, is this
0: the thing where you told me you called?
1: For an hour and forty minutes, you were an hour and forty-five minutes. I was on hold after that fifteen minutes, and I took pictures of all the,
0: before you uh, talk to an actual human
1: before being. Before I talk to a human being, what happened is, and we're gonna uh, you'll you'll hear about this on a different episode. But uh, we we were gonna discuss a movie uh, or a documentary that came out
0: and, uh, Aries said, Hey man, I have it. Uh, well, just matter of fact, th- yes, with the palace, a lot of y'all wrote in and said, yo, do you see the palace, of the, the malice of the palace? So we're going to talk about it. And I happened to had uh, downloaded it, uh, on Netflix and watched it on a plane ride over from LA to Buffalo. Uh, and I, it just hit me and I was like, Oh shit. Cause me and Andy went out to lunch, uh, uh what day was that you got here what uh friday friday we went to lunch uh saturday morning friday morning friday morning yeah um and we were talking basketball and i was like yo dude you gotta see it it's great not knowing or not remembering that i already had it on my ipad so i said to Andy, yo won't you just come get my ipad you can watch it that way we can talk about it so i gave him the ipad cut to i
1: turned it on and uh I put my phone on speaker so I could listen to the beautiful United Airline music and the background, and I watched uh, the first half of Malice in the Palace, mm-hmm. and then I decided, since I enjoyed that music so much from United, that I just couldn't believe that an hour had already gone by, basically, and no one had picked up the phone. So
0: you got to watch the whole Malice in the Palace while on hold? While on hold. Yeah. I, I, just, I was like, you know what? I'm in it. Well, let's just
1: see how long it actually takes. Right. Hour 45 minutes, someone picks it up. And they said that it's actually been picked up. It was, it was dropped off in Buffalo. She didn't say what time, but then she said, and uh, it was already picked up at 2 o'clock, and I will have it by 9 o'clock that night. Did you get it? Yeah, but I told her I, didn't, I couldn't get it at 9 because I wasn't going to be here, that I'm actually going to be where I need my merchandise to be, and I need it by 6.30 at the latest. At the latest.
0: Here's the good news. He got it before six thirty, but here's the bad news.
1: I walked downstairs and my they called me. I said I let them know at uh, the Hampton Inn that I was going to be getting a pack a bag, and so they called me up right away. Go, Mr. Steinberg, your bag has arrived, and I was so happy.
0: So was I because he had some of my t shirts in there I needed to sell, and he was almost out. Right, uh, so I
1: just jumped up and I ran downstairs and I was just about, I was about, I could just leave it down there and pick it up on the way out and I go, nah, this has just been too hard to get. Let's get this and bring it up here. So I ran downstairs and I grab it and I start to wheel it and it feels weird and I look and they had broken off two wheels on my bag Mm. to get it over Mm. to me. Mm. So to add insult to injury, they also just
0: fucked my bag. They fuck you at the airport and they fuck you with their luggage. Where's Joe Pesci when you need him? (laughs) Dude, let me tell you, this, that, the lack of customer service. Oh, wait,
1: before you go, I oh. just want to make sure everybody understands. This was United Airlines. Not Spirit. No, United Airlines. A major. The same airlines will kick your ass and take you off the plane. Let United me tell you Airlines. Something, man.
0: I, I find it so deceptive, de- de- deceiving, and so deceptive. That those fucking bullshit commercials that they play when you when you're on a the plane they give you the smiles and the gracious hospitality and they're so wonderful and warm and you know stop it i i, I was telling andy uh i i wrote a skit one once i didn't finish it uh but the premise was it was for a bogus airline called Fuck Your Shit Airlines, where basically it was the opposite of everything they try to advertise. They were honest. They were real. You know, they 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 they, they showed you what happens behind the scenes with your luggage niggas is playing Madden going for Hail Marys with shit that say fragile you know the the, the 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 stewardess when she comes out she doesn't hand you the peanuts she chucks them at you like a pitcher in pro baseball <laughs> trying to strike somebody out and smacks you in the mouth the, they're, they're rude the the security is some 400 pound fat nigga that's you know slowly with a bad hip making his way to a, an emergency scene it's just this shit that we know really fucking happens. Stop lying to us. I wish somebody could be held accountable for this awful shit they do. It's fucked up. Let me tell you, sometimes I'll fly and every now and then, I'll get the sweetest, nicest, warmest flight attendant. I mean, she's just, do you need anything? Yes, sir. No, sir. Sweet. I will tell her at the end of the flight, ma'am, you were awesome. And I'm doing that because too many times I've flown, and I got the mad ex-Russian <laughs> bitch nigga. This a KGB agent. Please don't get up from your seat. You pissing pants. No, you do do on yourself. No bathroom for you. Like some of these bitches be so fucking rude, and I want to and I want to talk to them and let them know how rude they are. But the fear of getting kicked off the flight.
1: Well, not only get kicked off our flight, but if we get our name put on a
0: no-fly, and list. you know that's bread and butter. Yeah, we're done. So you literally have to take the bullshit when you just want to go. Just act like the bitch in the video, please. Be honest with the product. Don't don't do this. It's terrible, and you get no compensation. No no nothing. How do you, how can you just fuck people over like that and nothing? Well,
1: that's what I even said to the dude. I go, so if I fuck up, it costs me uh, the fee to change my fight, whatever I have to do. If you guys fuck up, you just give us a bag of chips and send us in the corner. Like that's crazy. That's but that's the that's the way we play the game now. That's why I'm gonna sue them, just so that I can I'm go in and winning, talk. I, I don't care about winning. I just want to,
0: I want to waste someone else's fucking time. But it ain't gonna be like a no. That of course not. I wish it was a thing like a. Like I'm over-dramatizing for movie purposes, but like a real movie nigga, like you in a court and I'm in the back just going, yeah. And you know, uh, whatever shit the judges say, quiet, quiet, quiet. Yeah. I would love to see this be a fucking movie, man. Because I I want to see justice do. And the way these motherfuckers do the public is so fucked up. And, and, And the thing that, again, that bothers me, it's the false advertising. You're trying to act like you're something that you're not. Just be honest. That way, if you're honest and you fuck us over, well, you are honest.
1: But don't lie. Well, and make a decision. I mean, it doesn't take you
0: seven and a half hours to cancel the flight. Dude, I, 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 like, what is the point of the whole automated thing when ultimately you end up talking to somebody anyway. I don't understand why it's for this push this button, push pound. If your problem is this, push this number. Only to end up talking to somebody who's going to ask you the same shit you pushing the buttons for.
1: Yeah, because they don't they there isn't even a person you can talk to. to you have to write a letter now. <laughs> or you have to send an email. You can't talk to anybody about what you're upset about. They don't have anybody for upset. There's no button for you or dissatisfied with your service.
0: It probably if there was, you'd bitch name to, something that end with Aisha, Tanisha, Lakeisha, Lucretia, Jackson, some bitch with long acrylics, popping gum. To just our job is to just have, have you complain and like just complain a little bit for me, Andy.
1: Man, I don't understand. I've been here for mm-hmm. seven hours. Mm-hmm. Can't you tell me if my flight's going to take mm-hmm. off or
0: not? hmm. Do you know? Sir, I'm sorry. You know, we sorry. (laughs) Anything else? (laughs) Are you really sorry? You heard me say it, didn't you? (laughs) All right, sir. Just go to uh, whatever, whatever, we don't give a fuck dot com. Put in your information. Somebody will will try to read the motherfucker, even though we know he ain't going to be able to read. (laughs) You get that bitch. And I'm telling you,
1: they said that my, the reason my bag didn't make it up on uh, on Friday morning was weather. And it was the nicest fucking day. It, and, I, and then I called Tara back in. And I go, you have any weather?
0: You know, this is one of those things where you know if the public truly banded together and went, fuck this, we're not going to take it, and truly made the airlines feel it in their pocketbooks— Like any business They would make the adjustment Because they don't want to be out of business But There's not enough people That are going to do that So they know they can fuck you They
1: know it What it is Is if someone wanted to come in And charge a little bit more Like say $50 each leg That you were going to pay $50 each flight And offer better customer service I don't know People would spend an extra $100 For better customer service?
0: Yeah I think I would A better service When you go through that enough Yeah and you don't have to go through it a lot. Once or twice. It's worth it. But most people don't fly like we do. Well, there you go. That And that's where this, this is where we're at with it. If you get popped in the ass against your will once, uh, then, you know, it's no big deal. But when you get popped in your ass against your will regularly, you think of ways to stop getting popped in your ass. <laughs> I didn't want to say the R word.
1: <laughs> I know. Uh, dude, it, but it, uh, it it's brutal that they don't do uh, that they don't really have a real way of like you know what if they just would if they would have had someone up call me from the company and go, "Dude, we really messed up. We should have done this earlier. We should have done this." But even with that kind of admission, would that do it for you? Would that be enough? And and, and hey, we fu- I know that I uh, you know, I heard your bag got messed up. We're going to get you a new bag. Uh, we'll uh, do this. and You know what? I'm going to give you $50 credit, flight credit. Now, $50 is nothing. Flight credit is nothing. You know that. It's nothing. Mm-hmm. But just the fact that they even went out of their way to do something, it might not be enough, but I'd be, I'd probably stop bitching about it because at least they tried to do something. But they don't call you. They don't make am- Not at all. American called me when I had a problem once, and that's why I've stuck with American. And the only reason I took this right flight is because American didn't have a direct flight. This was a direct flight because this is their hub. United's fl- hub is in uh, New York. That was the reason I was taking it and and it's teaching me a lesson man if, if, if you have good luck with a with and some people have very good luck with United but if you right. have good luck with whatever airline you're rolling with roll right. with that airline
0: right because you're gonna do much better and you know um look man uh i I, I want to have a I want to have a soft moment here because this is real talk um Dude, like they say, you don't know what you have until it's gone. And I got to tell you, y'all, I got love for this this toucan Sam knows motherfucker, man, because man, when Andy couldn't make the first show on Thursday, uh, the manager of the comedy club picks me up and he goes, well, we'll have somebody fill in for Andy. And just as we get to the club, I go, so is this guy funny? He goes, oh, he's one several comedy competitions. Like, this nigga got winning, or winning barbecue sauce. Like, this nigga got trophies. So, so, this motherfucker's on stage, uh, and I mean, he's eating it. And this, this is like, almost Ontario, and some of the places we go to, it's a very mixed crowd. Uh, but a lot of niggas, but not the hardcore niggas, not Baltimore, you know, Memphis. These, these still the East Coast niggas. Um, and this motherfucker's talking about turtles and unicorns. And, I mean, he's eating it, nigga. And I'm just, and like, like I could hear where he wasn't connecting with the crowd at all. P- people were talking in groups. Like, it was, it was weird because the door was cracked. And I went, hey, my talking. So I opened the door. And you could hear him talking. But you could hear, blah, 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 blah. And I'm, this motherfucker has no control of the room. And at one point, somebody went, boo. And he went, "Boo, boo me? Why?" <laughs> and I mean, this motherfucker. And I was like, "Dude, I'll be glad when Andreas show up because this nigga here—if I had to do the weekend with this motherfucker—oh, it was gonna be tough, Jack. And I'm like, this uh, comedy competition awards. <laughs> Maybe you would
1: have sued United Airlines if I didn't show up, dude. And if he would have been here for Friday night's early show. <clears throat> that show was that was work <clears throat> I loved it though I mean I loved that show but it was work yeah and uh, even the late show was work but it was just I was in a different mood in the late show so I had, I had fun with it but
0: yeah man that wasn't a show for the for uh, yeah, you had to have like, like this, this this nigga and I know some dudes do this and this is I've seen more of this I saw more of this in Europe it was a Europe thing but I know dudes here in America do it. He had his pants where it was cuffed, like really tight around the ankle, but high, so you saw a lot of ankle meat. Um, and uh, yeah, man, niggas, and his hair was what you call highlights, bleached and pulled back. Uh, he looked like he went, yeah, even though he didn't. Uh, and I know them niggas was going to eat him alive. I, d- d- you can't have cuffs around your ankles that tight and show that much ankle meat in front of some niggas, man. They, they sense weakness.
1: Dude, All you just have to, I don't know. I don't know what you have to do. I don't know what anybody else has to do. I know what I have to do. Yeah. Uh, that, that, and it was work. It was work this weekend. So it would have been interesting if I, if I didn't show up.
0: But other than that one show, Friday first show, uh, the rest have been splendid for you. As I knew they would be, no, as, they, as they
1: were before. No, I. L- my favorite show was the Friday first show. Okay. It was just, it was work. I mean, it was just getting everybody all at one time. I remember when there was just this moment where no one said anything. I go, hey, listen. <laughs> I stopped the show and I went, hey, listen. You hear that? And they, no one knew what I was talking about. I go, that's what the room sounds like when you all shut the fuck up. <laughs> mm and they all laughed, and then we went into more jokes. Yeah, yeah, good.
0: they respect that
1: because uh, it was it took a while. It took like a good, it took a good ten minutes to get the room a hundred. But they also sit the room here when the room isn't isn't. There's still seating a lot of people. Yeah, I wish they wouldn't do that, but uh, that's that's you know what that's the job of the of the middle though, or the that's the job of the host really. Yeah, and since um we do a two man, that's my job. It makes me. I think it makes you a better comic.
2: All
0: right. Um, let's, talk, let's talk thug niggas and basketball. Malice in the Palace.
1: What'd you think? Dude, I loved it. I loved it. I saw the game. I was watching it when it happened. So was I.
0: Yeah. Um, I was
1: there for the original.
0: You know, I'm watching this thing, man. You know, it really pisses me off when people see an opportunity to money grab and you know they're full of shit you know neck braces motherfuckers and stretchers like you know i mean it's simple math nba equals you know high paid athletes equals cha-ching shit wasn't that fucking serious
1: it was serious because he ran into the stands Yeah, but the injuries, though. No, but if I was the dude who didn't do anything and I got hit, right? Yeah, I'd I'd be pissed, right? That guy, that's the one guy who deserves to be really pissed off,
0: right? 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 Because he just happened to be sitting next to the asshole. Um, You dude, I I think I think uh, Ron Artest is the baby version of Dennis Rodman. He's got the he's got the ferocity, the defensive skill. The the he's that junkyard dog uh that Rodman was, just not as good as Rodman. Better shooter, uh, but but in terms of tenacity, ferociousness, uh he always reminded me of someone that was trying to emulate Rodman.
1: You know, I, I never saw him try I I mean I get why that you would say that, but I, I saw him as his own as his own. Mm-hmm. And I thought he, I thought he did have the, the shooting skill level was way higher, yeah. right? But, uh, but if I was Rodman, and Rodman always made baskets that he had, that he was that he did, t- he he didn't like miss a lot of shots. He he made the shots that he had. Uh, Rod, they said Rodman was an underrated scorer. Yeah, like, he could score. Yeah, but he he was on a team. He was on teams
0: where that wasn't his role. Right. But he and he accepted being a defender and a rebounder. Right. Right.
1: So when i say that i'm saying that within the context of what we of, of the performances that we've seen mm-hmm. uh, but i do think robin was better a better scorer than he actually showed in the nba i think he could have been a better scorer um but those two guys i i saw him differently but see the one thing that i was going to say about our and the reason why this is this is on him in a lot of ways is because he says something in this thing and i don't know if i'm going too far ahead he was laying on the, the bench yeah. the, on, the, on the score table because right. he was taught. The one,
0: the one through five count.
1: No matter what, yep. what you do is you count one through five. He abandoned
0: just, that shit quick, didn't he? He? Ab- <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> he probably got the three. He didn't even get to three. He went three, and he was already <laughs> punching the dude in the face. So,
1: you know, he, he knew that he needed to take that second. Right. And whatever that, you know, when that hit him.
0: That was all out the window. Let me ask you, because, you know, it's funny. Before I came to Buffalo, I was in Harrisburg. I did a stop real quick one-nighter, uh, pick up a couple bucks. And my man who booked me, a comedian by the name of Talent, he was talking about this very same thing in the green room. And I asked him this question, and I'm going to ask you the same thing. When you look at the footage, and, and what's great about Malice in the Palace, was I, I never knew until this documentary who actually threw the cup. But remember when Ron Artest went into the stands, he attacked the dude who he thought yeah. threw the cup. And what's funny is, as Ron Artest makes his way into to the guy, before it dawns in him that he's coming for him. The guy is jawing. He's got his mouth open. Yeah, yeah, having a good time. And like slow-mo, he starts to go, oh, shit. <laughs> like what was going through his mind as Artés got closer and closer? Because if he knows he didn't throw the cup, he wouldn't have a reason to worry. But So he's just thinking, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, shit. Like, what do you think when you see this nigga charging you for something you know you didn't do? Oh, the guy for something you know you didn't do? And you're wondering what the fuck. Could, before he knew it, he went from laughing face, being in the moment face, to having getting mushed in the face. Well, I
1: think that if you're that guy, you don't, you might be enjoying the moment and everything that's going on, but you don't have any idea that you're going to get punched, that this is coming at you because you didn't do it. Right. So at that moment before, I think you just want to scream, it wasn't me. Right, right, right. But it's too late. It's
0: too late. That right. that, that was already determined. I well, knew you threw the cup. It wasn't me.
1: <laughs> my thing is the dude's such an asshole who did do it.
0: What an asshole. Yeah. He, they even asked him, any regrets? Yeah, I I wish I would have stuck my leg out sooner.
1: Sooner, so he would have tripped. Uh what an asshole. But here's the here's the thing that really bugs me about it. And when I said it's our fault, I mean it's our fault for running into the stands. But the, the the NBA, this is a problem. What people do to the players and, and yell and scream out at the players. And and there's there are, um, uh, stadiums. Is that, what is it? Arenas. Is, arenas. That's where I was looking for the There are arenas well known throughout the country that talk mad inappropriate shit to the players. Right. Utah being one of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Utah. Utah
0: gets. Oh, right. my. The white folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Finally get some niggas in your city, and you just, damn. Uh,
1: but there are a lot of, of arenas that are known. The players know. So that means the coaches know. That means the owners know. Uh, that meant David Stern knew. That means. Uh, what's his The current name? guy knows. Yeah, what's his name? Adam Silver. is it Adam, Silver, Adam Silver, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they let that shit go. These people... But they, what can they really do about get, it? Lose your tickets. Lose your season tickets. And if you're selling tickets... Well, you, you has to be careful about that. Uh, but you don't need tickets if that's if that's who you are. You don't need to come to... There's plenty of people that want to get tickets to, to cities that are sold out. You don't need those people. And if you're not selling out, you just still don't need those people in there. People should be kicked out. If, if we're at a comedy show and people start yelling shit and, and threatening you and doing fucked up shit, they're going to get thrown out.
0: Yeah. It, yeah, but but sports is, is 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 you said it tribal.
1: It is it, it, it is tribal, but there there's there's a limit on being rooting for your tribe, right? And now being disrespectful to another human. Yeah, I and I and, and you know there's a difference, man. You could call someone a motherfucker, you know, you motherfucker, you know, you could do it in a way that that I wouldn't be mad of if that. If, if, if I was playing, I'd probably enjoy that. Like if right. someone was. Ma- but when you there's there's lines that are getting crossed <laughs> right, right. and throwing things and you know, this has happened in baseball too. Baseball, people throw batteries, but they eject those people. They kick them out, they'll lose their season tickets. But I don't I haven't heard I'm sure there are people that lose their season tickets for things that they've done. But I think that this could be especially right around the uh where the players are. Right. I mean, you should have
0: to go through some shit to get those tickets. Look, um, and, and let's not pretend if you saw this documentary you know and even when it happened in real time and you know of course it was all over all the sports the espns and all the sports channels it was the news of the day race you know the 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 word thug you know they're, they're thugs which is you know we've always felt and the athletes felt was cold word for niggas blacks thugs and you know somebody made a great point in this documentary where they go you know isn't it amazing how if black people fight we're thugs but in hockey they've been doing they've been doing this shit forever they they can fight
1: but they're not going in the stands that's true too but you're right It, it was all you know nba and this is the other thing if nba wow Wants to have a clean game where there's no fighting, where they really enforce that no fighting rule. And there's a reason why there's no fighting, too, in, in basketball. Uh, and I'll get to that in a second. But if you want that, then you have to, you owe it to the players to weed out some of these people that are causing these problems. Right. Because you want no fighting on the court. And so then you don't want to have that animosity spilling from the outside onto the court. Now, we're talking about multi, multi million dollar players. That's right. why they don't want fighting in the NBA.
0: Okay, but don't... I mean, I don't know what hockey's salary is, but, they, you know, multi, dude, multi-million? Dude, a few million is the, their top players. They're few, making a
1: few million dollars a year. Mm. Top players. Okay. Uh, and it's part of the... And, and they have pads, and they have all those. Right. You You take a shot at someone in the NBA, you break a jaw, you break a hand. Right. You break a... You know, we're talking
0: millions of dollars on every game. Right, right. So... They're invested highly in you niggas. We cannot hurt the nigga merchandise. You niggas make that white man a lot of goddamn money. That white man signs your check. Jump, nigga, jump. Or don't jump. Or don't jump. When the white man tells you, nigga, run with that goddamn basketball. Nigga, you run. You do what that white man tells you. You don't fuck up that money. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: I, and i i i would like to know and if they're really doing an investigation investigative piece i would like to know what they've done since then to uh crowd control and and do a better job with the crowd
0: yeah i mean i think they're i think they're uh, there is on top of it based on you know in-game situations at the moment cuz how can you really police that well, until it happens
1: even when they were pulling all the players off the court you're watching them walk into the dressing room so right. people are just dumping shit on and mm-hmm. dumping throwing and shit. shit more how are all those people still there how do they only have three in in the documentary they had three cops there they said yeah because because what
0: so do you think that with all that because that was the thing about the documentary too is they went yeah we got all these cameras so we we seeing it from all these angles and perspectives we've never seen it so, do you think that they should take every single person that they see throw something or dump something and penalize them? Yeah.
1: Mm. Are you kidding me? Listen, I, I've heard. I, I don't even remember what this was, but I heard about uh, someone spilling uh, something on the court. They they, they threw a ice. They threw like an ice, and a player slipped on it. Mm. Again, we're talking about people's careers here. There's right. a, you don't you make you make a lot of money. And we've talked about this a little bit before. You make a lot of money when you're in the NBA. You know, most players make pretty good money. Uh, but how long is your career? You know, yeah. Not everybody has a, a 15-year career or right. an 18-year career or 20-year career. Most people have five years, seven years to make that money. And you're going to – because some jerk f- throws something on the court and you slip over it and you're going to take a year out of, my, out of my productive time to make my money? These, it's protection for these people. should be protected to be on that court. And the people coming to the game, that's a privilege to be able to come and watch the game. Whether you have the money or not, it's still a privilege. You're coming to watch a sporting event. You, you, There's a decorum that should be a part of it. Now, if you want to have set up an arena where you have some cheaper seats up on the top or uh, – you can't see the game as well, but you can get fucked up and you can throw shit and they have some guards to protect things from going on to the game. Right. Yeah, if you fucking have that playground if you want to build it, have that fucking security wrist if you if you want it. Right. But they they owe it to protect the players. So to blame the players for someone throwing something at them is... Yeah, I can't keep I can't behind that 100%, especially the players that got in trouble for it.
0: You know, uh, I love the fact that they had some of the guys involved in the fight that rushed to court in a documentary. And I got to say, this one motherfucker, this one dude, and, and they show him and his boy, like, in an interview immediately after the fight. And his lip is a little swollen, a little purple. But then, I mean, obviously, once he's all back to normal and they, and they did this documentary— He's sitting down, camera, you know, face to camera, and he's telling his side, this motherfucker had the gahonies to go. Jermaine O'Neal sucker punch me. Like, motherfucker, you squared up. Your fucking fist was bald. You squared up in attack position. The fuck you thought was going to happen with your short, stubby, motherfucking built like a propane tank ass, nigga? I don't think you going up against this eight nine, nigga. That wasn't Jermaine O'Neal, though. No, it was no, because Jermaine O'Neal came in. He came running in and slid in and punched the one. It was Jermaine O'Neal because Reggie Reggie Miller made the comment about it. Okay, and it's like, nigga, you didn't get sucker punched. You was a sucker that got punched, punched, nigga. Yeah. Fuck out of here. You squared up. He said, yeah, that was a bitch move. You squared up with this 8'9", nigga. And Reggie Miller goes, man, thank God Jermaine missed that punch. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because he said if that connected head on with that length, that height, that reach, he's an athlete, that man might die. He might have died. Dude. There's a professional professional athlete.
1: Your ass is a short, chubby nigga. You, you walked onto the court and you got sucker punched. Right. Just going down on the court that you had no business being on.
0: What was he thinking? What did he think he was going to do? jermaine has got the height, the reach, the length, the, the, the six pack. What did you think you were going to do?
1: No, and he, as this, as I watched this, I mean, we talked about this a little bit, uh, but we didn't talk about which player we, you know, you feel more for. And we both talked about it initially, and you were talking about Reggie, and I felt for Reggie because he didn't get to yeah. win that chip. But Yeah.
0: And, and, and remember, they were like, yo, the year before, they were really good. But they lost to the better Pistons, who went on to beat the Lakers and their super team. But then that was before they added Steven Jackson. So now they add Steven Jackson the next year, and they were super-duper poised to win it. But because of the malice in the palace, Ron Artest is suspended for the rest of the year. Steven Jackson is suspended for 60-something games. Jermaine O'Neal for 30-something games. And it cost him the season. And that was Reggie's farewell farewell party. He was going to retire. And, you know, the thing that, uh, I forget the white guy's name, but the general manager of— Donnie Walsh. Donnie Walsh of uh, the Pacers was like, You know, you got to feel for Reggie because it looks like from a justice standpoint, the two guys who probably deserved it the most got the short end of the stick, while the guys who deserved it the least became champions. Ron Artest with the Lakers and Steven Jackson with San Antonio. The good guys lost. The bad guys won.
1: Jermaine O'Neal, I think when I watched it, he's the one that I feel worse for. And he was about to be a beast, dude. Dude. He, he entered, first of all, he entered the NBA when he was, what, 19?
0: Yeah. He didn't go because he skipped college. He went straight from high school.
1: Young kid. Portland. Still young even at this moment when he gets right. into this. Like still, he, he wouldn't have been much out of college if it was uh, a regular. How long had it been, How long was he in Portland? Oh,
0: he wasn't. Not long, not long he, at he's, all. He's young. Yeah.
1: And, have you, and just as you're kind of finally figuring it out, coming from like, the high school level. To where you're an NBA player, and now you're really figuring out. and Now you put the muscle on, and now you're really gonna and have your career kind of knocked down right then. And he was the one who went to court and fought it a little bit, but it just never came back for him.
0: Yeah, and and, and I'm and, and I'm trying to I'm scratching my head, going, how does an experience like that diminish your skills when usually it's age, time, injuries? It seemed like that event took away his skills somewhat i I don't
1: know maybe confidence he was never the same after that but and um, reggie could have reggie had another year in him if he really wanted a championship
0: yeah listen well listen and this was amazing about these athletes i mean obviously it's their bodies they know yeah but reggie looks like and somebody even said this to him, dude, you look like you can come back right now and and do a year or two. He said, man, even if I got in my best shape, which, what's your best shape, nigga? You've always been a stick. What's in shape for you? But he goes, "I, I might give you 20 games at 20 minutes a game. So I'm like, damn, boy, it's something, when your body says enough, enough.
1: Yeah. But it, and Reggie is one of those people who, you know, played his whole career in in Indiana. He was he was Indiana. Yeah. and he if he would have been in a in a major market, he would have been much bigger. He's, I, and he was already a big name.
0: He but was, if he would have been in a major market, he still would have had the problem that everybody else had. From North Carolina, 6'6". <laughs> That's what I'm like, dude. And not to, I don't want to get on former LeBron, but I gotta say this to make that point. So many people have said, yo, you know how I many niggas have won under LeBron's watch? Who won under Mike's watch? Only people that won, and it wasn't Mike's watch. He was gone. was Hakeem. But under Mike's watch, Barkley, Malone, Stockton, Miller. You know what I mean? Motherfuckers didn't get it because of that nigga in red.
1: Dude, how, why, why doesn't uh, Why doesn't Jordan pick up the ball and play in the big three?
0: Well, before we get to that, let me say this. I don't know if you remember the 30 for 30 uh it was called Winning Time. It was the Pacers versus the Knicks. Now, as much as Reggie Miller was loved, remember when he first got drafted, he got picked over the white dude. I forget the white guy's oh, yeah, name. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. Uh and them, and you know, like Spike Lee said, Indiana is the home of the clan, the Whoa. birthplace and they didn't like that. Yeah, but the, the white dude that you're talking about was from Indiana. Yes, that's why. But that, he's a white guy too, yeah, though. Yeah. But that, but that, but and that, they picked that nigga over the white boy, purebred, born
1: and raised. Yeah, but they that I mean, I'm just saying because he was from there, that had a lot to do with it as well.
0: Yeah, so I'm just saying, I know Reggie was beloved, but not in the beginning. No, he wasn't in the beginning. He, he had really to earn wasn't. that shit. He did. He definitely
1: earned it. He almost pulled. It, he almost pulled something off that in a small market like that at that time.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, To answer your question, uh, I don't think Jordan would ever do the big three because Mike's ego wouldn't allow it. Uh, And this is why, and I've said this before, this is kind of what I've always loved about Mike because he, like Chappelle, there's a mystique factor because he's not everywhere. Like Magic would, when he retired, announced games, you know, Barkley and Shaq are on the fucking TNT. Mike does not, Reveal himself that often And 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 I think that's a little bit On purpose uh, But listen man Mike got a belly now, he's heavy You know Can he still shoot the J, you got damn right That's the last thing to go Can he still dunk uh, He might hurt something on the way down So he's not going to let The brand Be anything other than what you Remember You know that 23 in red, slim, trim, six-pack, tongue out, jumping through the air, all the theatrics and acrobatics. He can't. He ain't going to be as explosive as fast. He's going to look slower. He's pudgy. He's not putting himself out there like that.
1: You think Barkley can still touch the rim?
0: I, yes. <laughs> but I think it's a barely. I think they can all barely. <laughs> but then again... That great uh, documentary on Dr. J, remember, they ended it with him dunking. Yeah. With the, with the white hair and everything. But,
1: but Dr. J, I said this to you last night, Dr. J still looks, he still it's trim. Yeah. He never got, he, he, he never got
0: thick. He never got a belly. He never got big. Do you think that guys like Dr. J and the older guys and- Not against other pro ballers their age. The average 30-year-old street guy, you think they could beat him one-on-one? Who? Like if a Dr. J played an average Joe in his 30s. An average Joe? Yeah.
1: And how old is Dr. J now?
0: 60. At least almost 70 maybe. I mean, maybe right now. You think the thirty-year-old could beat him? I mean, if he was in good shape and he was able to run around, maybe. You don't think that old pros like they still got that magic against an average guy? They got him. I think if you say like to fifteen,
1: maybe the average guy gets him to three. Th- oh, three points! Yeah, three points. I think. Right. I think they win. <laughs> and they got to get first possession. Yeah, they win. They win because they'll they'll just they'll, they'll kill themselves <laughs> for those first three points.
0: Right, dude. um... I, I told you one of my favorite videos uh, was, and and like this is how you know, as as humble as Michael tries to be, this is how you know this motherfucker got an ego. The video of him and Tom Brady playing pick a ball somewhere against two average Joes, and uh, Michael just patting it back down, turn around, fade away. The guy's got a hand in his face, and he goes, uh, man, you, you got YouTube? You better know who I am. You better YouTube Michael Jordan's career. So Michael's still talking <laughs> shit. Uh, and, and, to like, nobody's To though. nobodies. But again, this is not on camera for a major audience, big three television. If Mike did that, you know how many people would watch that? That's what I'm saying. He, if he gonna do some shit, it's in private. He not putting that shit out there in public. Um, I was telling you about this video. I gotta play this. This is recent. Michael Jordan talking about luke longley some funny shit he may not like this story um in 98 we're playing the utah jazz the first quarter ends luke has
2: 12 points four blocks and four rebounds and i go to luke i say that's how you can play man you do that we dominate we up by 16 at the end of the game luke had 12 points four rebounds and four blocks We're winning by 16, we lose by 15. And I just looked at Luke and I said, you know what, Luke? That is the last time I'm going to give you a compliment in the middle of the game. (laughs) He may not
0: like this story. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, I heard that Luke was a little salty because he either was cut out or just they didn't put him in the last dance. He's not in there at all, is he? No. And and, uh, I recently saw where... His reaction to what Michael just said, and he just went, "Oh, way to go, MJ! Oh, MJ! Yeah." So he seems to have a little Foster's Australian for beer distaste in his
1: mouth. I don't know. You know, Longley played for the Suns after Chicago, right? And you know, it was, uh, it was, it was. Uh, I think more of a, a PR move.
0: You know, mm-hmm. Bulls he, he was not effective.
1: He was all right, but it wasn't. Uh, the Suns went through some, uh, mm-hmm. some, some trials right there. hmm Yeah. Uh, did you – you saw, you saw that uh, Brady thing, though? Yeah, and he had a nice little jump shot. But,
0: dude, he's – everybody says he's not athletic, though. They said that about Larry Bird, too. <laughs> dude, I, I saw a video where it said Larry Bird once told the opposing team, I'm going to do everything with my left hand. Motherfucker scored 44 points and had a triple-double. Left-handed. Left-handed. Just to challenge himself. Just to challenge himself. You know, somebody just hit me, and when you, before we started this, I was typing this motherfucker back. Somebody hit me on Instagram, because I had recently, there was this thing that said, it showed Jordan in a Cleveland Cavaliers jersey with Mo Williams and another Cleveland... uh, Somebody else from the Cavs. And the question was, could Mike have taken this team to the finals the way LeBron did? And I said, so I'm going into my sports debate. And I said, y'all motherfuckers seem to forget. Y'all keep talking about LeBron to the finals nine, ten times. Yo, Jordan had a garbage team when he came to the Bulls and scored 63 against the then-champion, Boston Celtics in Boston, where they only lost two games all season. They're the champs. This is Larry Bird, that front court of Mikhail Parrish, and Bird. And this black dude hit me and said, yeah, he scored 63 against them slow-ass white boys. I said, you mean the then-champion Celtics with the Hall of Famers Kevin McHale and Larry Bird and an icon in Larry Bird? Get the fuck out of here, nigga. Take that racism out your heart. The fuck does white boys slow white? They were the champs. And Mike scored 63 where Larry Bird said, yo, God, he's God disguised as Michael Jordan. Dude, what the fuck does color have to do with that? Bird was a bird is a fucking uh, 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 an icon.
1: Well, he also forgot about Parrish and DJ, though. You know, yeah, (laughs) they weren't slouches, right? (laughs) Fuck you talking about? I love when everybody gets all upset about uh, the Celtics, but Celtics were dudes in the NBA. Celtics continued to be an anomaly in that city. They always find a way to put white dudes on the team.
0: Because they're wicked, kid. You know, you gotta have niggas, in, you can't have niggas in charge over there. You know, back in the days when you had Bird in Paris and Parish, McHale is fucking. You had a white guy in charge. Dude, Ange played in Phoenix too. Yeah, and I gotta tell you, I hated Ainge when he played. He played, played in what he played in Portland, Celtics, and Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I didn't realize he's how good he actually. Yo, man, listen. I, I know you know. Fuck the white factor. Truth is truth. That Celtics team was a beast. It's a fucking beast. And listen, they still they also had Vernon Maxwell, who was MVP, I think, that year. So come on, man, knock it off, dude. I basketball conversations could go on forever. but no Listen, one... I got one question before we get out of here in regards to basketball. Uh, and to you guys that I listen to the podcast, write in and tell me, this is a question for y'all too. If you could only possess one basketball skill and you could only do this one thing well and nothing else, what would you choose between shooting like Steph Curry, passing like Magic Johnson, dunking like Vince Carter or crossing somebody up like Iverson? You only possess one. I'm shooting. So you Steph Curry at it? Yeah. Okay. Why over that over the others? Because you can do that
1: at any point. You can shoot. And he can get his own shot. So you can shoot. I, okay. You know, crossing someone over, you still have to be able to finish. Mm-hmm. You don't want to posterize somebody. I'd love to be able to dunk, but you still have to be able to. You know, there are very few dunkers that are. That's all that they do is dunk. I mean, right. Shaq was kind of one, but Shaq was not just a dunker. He was. He took up the whole. He took all the space.
0: Up. I mean, you know, the only other move Shaq really had was the off the glass little hook. Okay. Yeah, but he took up all the space. Yeah,
1: you know, there's a lot of guys that can dunk and posterize, but they can't take them. Sp- they that's not how right. you stay in the NBA. You stay in the NBA because you can you can finish, right? You can play, and, and you know that's just uh, you know that that's just too specialized. Uh, I, if you can shoot like Steph Curry, there's there's a place for you on any
0: team. It's a toss up for me between if I have to pick one, Iverson, to be able to break a niggas' ankles. And watch them fall and the whole bench lose it. It's got to make you giggle. That's a special kind of giggle where you can break a motherfucker's ankles, man. As embarrassing as getting dunked on is, it feels expected because it's basketball. And if you try to be a great defender, there's there's no shame in that. But falling... Make a guy making you fall. You're right. Is embarrassing, yo. Yeah, but
1: that, that ain't that ain't gonna win you championships. You're
0: right, but but damn, and and close second is passing like magic, dude. That's sexy when you can pass like that. Now that is a job you could you could have. You don't you don't have to
1: score if you can if you can make everybody else score. But magic also you got a magic. 68 69 uh, 69. Un- uh, the guards weren't 69 at that time. Right. Like that he's that's an exception to the rule when right. he was playing. He, he, he I don't know that... do you think magic's the same magic today? In like, terms of People are used to taller guards. The guards are, are a little, they 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 play tall guards a different way now.
0: So are you asking me would he be as effective today? I still think he'd be great. Oh, I think he'd be the best. He'd be the best still. Yeah. Cuz of his vision. Yeah. Dude, you remember White Chocolate? Yeah, Jason Williams. Yeah. He did a pass one time where this motherfucker, with his left hand, looked like he was throwing it around his back, which he kind of did, and but with his front. right elbow, hit the ball so that it still went left. That's incredible. He was a motherfucker. I don't think people talk enough
1: about. Dude, that's because it it, it didn't it couldn't last. I mean, he tore up his body playing the way he played. But he was a hell of a passer. Dude, he had a game. Yeah. And it was his game. It wasn't like he was trying to be someone else. He was right. he was he was
0: still Jason. Called him White Chocolate. Like you white, but nigga. <laughs> 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 all right. Uh, thank y'all for listening. Um Spearsbury Pod, all all, all everything videos. fucking YouTube, Patreon, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, Spearsburg Pod. Ah, oh, shit. Tell your friends. Tell hey, your friends. Um, coming up right now, this is Kid Ray. Also, remember, folks, uh, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Patreon, or YouTube, Spearsburg Pod is where you can continue to support. All right. Kid Ray, chip off the old Block album. Um stacks staxx Z kid uh enjoy there it is
1: oh you hey yes Mr Clark
2: Hey, just like you, Mr. Clark Gotta look the part Gotta have the juice These kids don't understand that Yo, my raps like they beating up Kid Ray. Chase off the doors and I get it the strong way. Westside worker never did it the wrong way. Shit banging off of the walls over the Pompey. Home man rapping, yo, I'm extra LeBron Day. Beating neck like and jeans, yo, I'm doing the Fonz way. Whack rappers can't rap, they doing Beyonce. Borderline, underline, spraying on Strong shade. Garbage pale kids and vaginas to stay away. Know a couple niggas straight red the way. Stay top shelf, never sipping the railway. Big brother to some, almighty to school days. I rap slick, y'all niggas the full way. Sticks talking how to get it, flipping the two way. Y'all do it for fame, you the boule. Fake acts with the circus, circus the soul Teach Treats a fool like the first April of Fool's Day. Y'all music white teacher from east side. Mr. Clark, when I write deuce in the peace sign. I'm full of metal war shit with the war lines. Bring the heat on them, young song on the white side. Rap like yo, I'm sniffing them white lines. Twisted on the glass like a slice of them green lines. Started at the bottom, now I'm starting to clean climb. let in my circle like that nigga got mean lines. I'm a horse like the Jordans ass James sign. Y'all think it's checkers, no pockets and knee highs. Moon Rock, send it with the pen and it stay high. Hover with the.
0: That's how I get pussy. (laughs)